Morning, Sunday, the 4th of December, and all of a sudden it's nearly the end of the year. I, uh, I'm quite, I'm quite here for it though. I think when I'm looking back at, like how this this year's been, it's it's been pretty good. Maybe that's relative based on the previous two, but it has been pretty good. Um, the rate at which autumn has become winter, though, is I guess slightly alarming. I found it slightly alarming, um, but that's okay. There's still loads and loads of good stuff to get done before um, before wrapping up for the Christmas break. I guess this is one of the good things about being self-employed is that you can literally just decide when you're going to stop doing bits of work. So my my last kind of full-on week will be and when I say full on week I mean like mixture of in person and online coaching um is gonna be next week, which I appreciate is a bit it's a bit silly. But then the week after I'm not gonna do very much in person and the week after that I'm not gonna do very much online. Hanukkah's quite early this year as well, so I wanna try and be around for mm, four of the eight nights I think would be really nice to do. Um, last night's on Christmas Day, which doesn't really happen very often. That is a real bonanza. So that'll be really, really good. Um, this past week, then, has been relatively calm and straightforward, which has been quite nice. Um, clients I'm with have been, have been great, ticking over in that sense. Uh, watched England on Tuesday. Uh, at the club with the coffee lot, which was really really nice, quite fun. Like seeing, like, I think you just forget sometimes that, like, it's always someone's first big world. Like it's always someone's first World Cup. It's always a tournament that someone's going to remember as their first major tournament. So, being there with like quite a few of the junior teams and like just seeing how excited they were when Rashford scored, like that stuff was really really nice. Um, so that was Tuesday. Wednesday evening went to Christmas at Kew, which is absolutely phenomenal. I actually can't overstate how enjoyable that was. Um, Lou's got us tickets for my birthday, and it was so much fun. Went to uh, went to the pub after, had some food with Lucy and Scott, which was also lovely. We're out a bit late, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to live. Sometimes you just got to live. Um, I did quite a bit of. Uh, like coach development stuff this week as well which I really really enjoyed I think that's if I can get more of that into my week from January I'd be really really pleased thinking about how to support with like developing ideas for session plans and uh, yeah templates of practices that can be manipulated and adapted based on based on whatever the group needs um, so I'm enjoying that a lot at the moment and then I was with Ballers on Thursday and had a had a pretty good session I think I mentioned last week that I supported a coach uh, through that session after having not been there for a few weeks and really really enjoyed supporting but then I think because I supported the week before I was able to come in and lead and had a pretty good feel for what I thought would work and everything we did landed really nicely which, which I was quite pleased with um, and then Friday was quite a busy day. Had in-person goalie session first thing in the morning. Also got, I don't know if uh, if 
you have those interactions with just kind of random people where it just becomes very clear that they fancy a chat and you end up chatting for a lot longer than you imagined you would when <laughs> when you begin them that happens that happens quite a lot with Luce I think that we've said maybe it's because she's not grown up in London where if you look at someone it's like you might as well have I don't know taken a poo on the floor like they just don't want to engage in any sort of conversation but this guy was he was an interesting interesting character I'd say I learned a lot about him very very quickly 38 used to be a goalkeeper broke his hand is now getting back into playing I just thought that's great like good for you um but wanted to talk through everything from my coaching down at Crystal Palace all the way through to two-pack conspiracies so once uh <laughs> once the person I was having a session with arrived had to try and move us away from that sort of stuff um, but that was good then some uh, and some in-person clients and went for a swim there's a decent little gym in Vauxhall anyone who's with better you've got the national better membership the Vauxhall one is pretty nondescript I'd say but the pool's really nice Steam room's really, really good. The gym's pretty basic, but ultimately fine. It's got a plate-loaded shoulder press, actually, so that's that's pretty good. Um, I've got into a nice routine of having clients at my gym in Vauxhall. Then I go to the leisure centre. I think it's called Lambeth Leisure Centre. Go there for a swim, and then down to Palace, and there's a little cafe where I sit and do some reading, a little bit of session planning before I then go off to off to my session which is really good it's the last one I'm going to do with them this year um, we did distribution and I was looking at a couple of games to try and encourage them to pass the ball it's really interesting seeing how that's a mix, mixed age group seeing how players of different ages like work together and the older ones get annoyed that the younger ones can't do stuff so trying to encourage them to be supportive and then we split off and did some some stuff in our in our age groups um, so that was Friday and then yesterday did uh, did a good conditioning session uh, rowing I'm incorporating that I'm going to try and do that once a week 2k row 7 minutes 43 which I've got no idea if that's good or not but it just tired me out a bit then with uh, Coughley I was with uh, with the first team we were away in the cup and my tutor from the FA, who's like my uh, the one I've been allocated for my B license, came for an in situ visit. Normally, with in situ visits, uh, well, maybe not normally, but like the idea is that they see you manage a match day and they see you manage a session, um, and you kind of present the work that you've done between those visits as part of your project. When I did my level two, Yas came to see me. Uh, at training twice um, which for me at that point was much more beneficial I didn't think I I needed more help with 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 sessions and and with practice design than I did with than with managing a match day um, but this was quite it's, he said that he wanted to come and see a game first because I'd been able to quite clearly provide a lot of clarity and detail around like how we try and play so I thought that was quite quite interesting anyway we were we were one down at half time playing playing fine 
um, conceded a set-piece goal. Second half, we were really, really good. Threatened a lot more, kept them in their half and scored. I think we scored both our goals with about 50 minutes left. But for about 25 minutes, we we were really, really dangerous. So that was great. And, and today I'm actually going to go and play. I'm going to play football after this and then hopefully have time to go for a steam sauna and then do some reading this afternoon before the England game. I think I'm going to do this, like the second part of this is going to be England preview, but I, I do feel pretty confident about about England. Um, so yeah, that was this week. Um, part one of this is going to be talking about football shirts. It's like a real passion of mine um, and I'll lay out lay out why that is and uh, how I've how I've enjoyed the this tournament and other tournaments um, with regards to, to football shirts. Um, so yeah, coming up, coming up next will be some football shirt chat. very clearly going on holiday and being obsessed with these like fake kits that you'd see in I don't know markets random side streets like whenever we went abroad that was like the thing that I was so 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 excited for and I think the first one I can remember having was a Christian Vieri Italy shirt I think we we definitely weren't in Italy because I didn't go there till I was much older but I had a Christian Vieri like fake probably 110% flammable material um number 21 and i loved it so so much and i think that was the first one i ever had and then from there like just became absolutely transfixed by seeing colorful nylon in uh in wherever we, it was that we went when we were, when we were away um and like slowly started to kind of build up a build up a collection I suppose and I didn't realise I was doing it at the time obviously it was just really really fun to have to have football shirts um, but then gradually started to actually collect them and I'd say probably from between like 2015 to 2018 I'd say that's when I accumulated the majority of the shirts I've got now and I did a bit of a a sort the other day to try and um, move some stuff just to create a bit more space um, for in some storage and I've got like I think I've got 115 shirts which is a pretty ridiculous number um, and they're like everything from like I put some some of the England ones up I've got a load of England shirts I've got some good good range of international um, international teams but also some really like pretty pretty good club ones that I've been able to uh, acquire in different ways now the like best way in my opinion to acquire a charity sh- to acquire a football shirt is in a charity shop I don't think anything beats that like thrill of seeing a colorful nylon with a 
club you recognise. It's like an official one, so it's not fake. And then it's got like a, I don't know, four quid, six, six quid tag on. Like that is brilliant when it happens. And in that stretch, that sort of three-year stretch, I was I was on fire. I could I could just smell them. I'd sense them. I'd find them and they'd they'd uh they'd present themselves, which was really really good and that's that's when I was getting most of them and able to uh able to have them and look after them, which was which was great. The other way that you can do it less so now with the rise of like classic football shirts. Um unbelievable website. I think they sponsor Burnley, which is pretty ridiculous given how quickly they've grown up that that they've given how quickly they've uh expanded i suppose that they're like sponsoring a championship club but um I feel like they've kind of monopolized maybe not completely monopolized but taken over at least um to the point where it's now a lot harder to find good value shirts on ebay um ebay was always really really good for them i remember getting some spurs ones <clears throat> getting some spurs ones on there um in yeah like kind of 2015 2016 you could get the kind of 20 2005 2006 shirts for really really cheap um and then depop kind of popped up and i did pretty well on depop for a while um you'd kind of go back and forth with people about shipping costs and they'd either have a you'd either have a fixed price and you could yeah you'd have to just buy it or they'd kind of be open to offers and i remember i remember in particular one i got a a barcelona away shirt orange kappa i think it must be 97 um and i paid like 12 pounds for it i think i've i think i might even have gone to meet someone to pick it up I don't think I paid postage. Anyway, like, if you try and find that shirt online now, like, people are selling it for 80, 90 quid. Um, so I had that stretch where I'd kind of get shirts and keep them and get more and keep, and keep them and gradually, gradually, gradually stockpiled um, to the point where I got loads. And then I had a bit of a phase where I was selling them. Um, I was selling them on Depop and I was selling all sorts of random stuff, like find it in charity shop and, and flip it. Um... But now I'm really happy that I've still got loads and I don't, I don't imagine I'm going to look to try and shift any for now. Um, I think it's a really, really nice like hobby and an idea of uh, having something that you collect is, and, that, and that collection process is just ongoing. I, f- I really, really like that. I remember chatting to my grandparents about that a little bit actually. And they kind of said like, if you like it, then it's always going to have value, even if monetarily it might not I mean I think it is the opposite like some of these shirts are actually spiralling in terms of what you can sell them for particularly if they have like original numbering lettering um, that seems to add add quite a bit like sleeve patches all that sort of stuff so sometimes just get lucky Um, but yeah like I I like them so they're valuable and so I'm going to look to try and look to try and keep them um, but I wanted to do a little bit on on shirts in relation to the World Cup because I think for for a fair while you've kind of had a couple of brands, Adidas and Nike, kind of just dominate when it comes to the sort of fashiony element. 
Um, but the good thing about the World Cup is that now and again you get like other kits that just sort of make their way in and look brilliant. Um, and so when thinking about shirts, um, and I did this with Effie on a podcast a couple of, I think it must have been two seasons ago, um, we're saying like criteria, you've got three when it comes to club football and then I think there's like a bonus one when it comes to um, when it comes to international sides but with with shirts like we're kind of rating them based on like how they look like just are they nice to look at so that's one category then you've got the kind of is there an element of history nostalgia in there so does it remind you of seeing kits from the past and this is actually something that I've learned a little bit more about recently this kind of like 25 30 year cycle maybe it's slightly less than that maybe it's 20 25 years kind of marketing cycle where like if you think about like arsenal kits at the moment or maybe three years ago when adidas um came back in with them they wanted to like resell the stuff that people who are now old enough to have disposable income but young enough to be you know impressionable and excited about new shirts would would want to buy the stuff that they would have had bought for them as a kid. And so when you think of it like that, it's, well, it's a bit sad, isn't it? But it is ultimately fun and fine to want to have the sort of stuff that reminds you of when you were younger and first getting into loving, in this case, football, football shirts. Um, so we've got, what does it look like? Is there an element of history, nostalgia? There's, I think there's a component which is like, could you wear it out? Like if you were going out and you were into wearing football shirts like could you wear it um and now and again there's there's some that you absolutely could and look fantastic like the one that swings to mind for me is barcelona have like a turquoise away shirt they remade it with the kind of original nike logo with the tick and the lettering um put the like blaugrana collar on it um and it looks amazing so there's there's those sorts of ones that that you can wear out and then I think with international size we can think about the kit as a whole and there's a question around does it have all the colours of the flag in and if it does you should get rewarded for that I think there's a couple of caveats obviously like the Netherlands wear orange um, Italy wear blue even though their flags green white and red um, but where possible we're trying to get all of the flag in and then from there you've got like you've got some interesting interesting things to think about with like if you think about England you've got red and white how do you incorporate a third colour and like the third colour for England is blue if you think about Japan white flag bit of red like incorporate blue into the kit makes it makes it a lot more interesting um, so what I thought I'd do and this is this is kind of largely inspired by a uh, a book that I picked up called True Colours, International Football Kits, The Illustrated Guide, an exploration of the kit designs of the major national teams. Um, a guy called John Devlin put it together. It's an unbelievable book. I've put it up on my uh, Instagram. It's so, so fun to go through. But what I'd like to do is go through all the clubs, at, uh, all the clubs, all the countries in this World Cup, go through the groups and create a bracket and then determine which country has the best kits at the World Cup. And I want to shout out uh, Emily Oram here, who put together a really good thread on like the home and away shirts of all the 
uh, all the teams in the tournament, you had 10 points available for shirts and then like a total of 20. Um, and you can go and find it on her Twitter, at Emily Oram. Uh, there's some, there's uh, some stuff I agree with and there's some stuff I disagree with, which is obviously absolutely fine. Um, we are going to start, obviously, with Group A. So the I think the interesting thing here is that the Netherlands have pretty iconic shirts through the years and this one is like just not as orange as it would normally be the away shirt's fine i think the like nike template this year is is good not great um but yeah i think just like i want the netherlands shirt to be a bit more orange um that said it does look i think it looks better on like on the players when they're playing as opposed to just in the photos um so that's netherlands the qatar kit i think is actually really really nice um that's another one where when you see it on it's like a kind of darker deeper maroon um than it does just than in the picture the away kit is really really boring it's just white it looks like it could be i don't know any like a roma shirt or anything like that there's a little bit of detailing on it but not much not much to it ecuador shirts pretty boring there's not there's not a lot going on there that is fine ultimately but um this is where i said like it's nice to have all three colors in the shirt and in the kit like a bit more red would be pretty good i think that senegal home shirt is actually really really nice it's got all the three colors of the flag with the white which um which i think looks looks good uh the away kit i'm not sure about that big kind of puma template i know the like kind of idea around having the numbers uh pretty visible Think about those like two thousand and two, three, four Nike shirts um, that had the circles, but just not really into it. I, I think that uh, based on their home shirt, Senegal get through, and then I think the Netherlands go through just ahead of Qatar. Um, Qatar close, the stuff on the sleeves on the home shirts really, really good, but Netherlands just about edge it for me. So we've got we've got Senegal top and Netherlands in second. Then Group B, England's group. The England home shirt I think is dreadful. I think it's really, really, really bad. Um, the the one they did for the uh, the women's Euros was also so so plain. The away shirt at least had a bit more about it. I know it was quite like. Monzo coral, but it at least had a bit more about it. Um, the end of the way shirt, however, is brilliant, and I don't, I just cannot see why you wouldn't take what you've done with the away shirt and do it for the home shirt. Could have been a really, really, really nice kit. Um, we haven't seen England in the away shirt, they might wear it tonight against Senegal, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not good at all. Uh, Iran shirt's really, really, really plain. I know there's the little bits of detailing on the sleeve, but it just want a bit more. Just want a bit more. Um, USA home shirt. I think that's not. It doesn't really look like a football kit. It kind of reminds me of like an NFL type jersey thing, um, which I'm. I suppose I'm not against, but I just. 
yeah, it's not it's not standing out to me anyway. The away shirt at least has a has a bit more going on. It's quite similar to the Netherlands away shirt in terms of that that colourway, um, but it's like fine. I thought the Wales home and away shirts were really good examples of how with minimal colours you can still do a lot. And I think this is the. I mean, I might as well say I think Adidas have have absolutely hammered Nike this tournament. Um, the little bits of detailing on the home with the darker bits of red, nice little bit of green on the collar. The away shirt as well has a really nice pattern. I don't even think they... Did they wear it? I don't even know if they wore it, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, I think I think as... If you're going to have plain kits, which these are, they've absolutely smashed it with those. I, I think Wales go through. And then Adidas again coming up with the goods for... Mexico that away kits is unbelievable in terms of the detail on it and the 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 pattern is is gorgeous but the home shirt again like just chuck in a, a, a just a little bit more detail and you get something really 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 good um I think in a perfect world that uh home shirt has a little bit of white on just so we have all colors of the flag on it but uh but yeah, we'll take it. I mean, Adidas absolutely hammer Nike in Group B. So Wales through as winners for me with Mexico runners-up. The best kit of them all is probably the Mexico away, but I think the combo of the Wales kits takes them through top. Um, group C then, Argentina kits are really, really nice. It's so interesting how just taking away the lettering from the Adidas logo can just can conveys, portrays, offers a... Comp- like a really really different dynamic um i love the argentina uh home and away i think the away is really really nice kind of reminds me a bit of a spurs shirt which i'm obviously not against um but it just looked this like classic but modern i think it's really really good the saudi arabia home shirt from nike is probably as good as it gets um for them the different colors greens really really nicely done kind of looks as close to what we've had with some of these Nike like third shirts or warm-up tops, but it's actually a playing kit. Um, so I'm a big, big fan of that. The Poland ones are fine. The, this is where like the, if you're if the main one of the main colours in your flag is white, you've got quite a lot to do, um, and I'm not sure they quite do it. The away shirt is really, really nice, but then again, I'm not even sure I saw them wear the away shirt. So you've got like all this stuff around getting two kits out for a tournament. You might not even wear one of them. Um, the away shirt looks like a looks like a club club side, an unsponsored club side. Really, really nice. Um, and then Denmark did the the yeah. I mean, political in inverted commas statement. They basically said that they Hummel weren't going to have uh, themselves attached to the tournament. Which you know, fair play. Um, the I think the when when you saw them on telly, it was there. It there there looked like there was more going on the shirts than when you see the pictures. Like if you just look at still pictures of them, they just look really really plain, and then you know why they're plain, and then that's great. When they're actually playing, they've obviously got to have their squad numbers on, and they've got to have the patches. And it I don't know if it looked quite as nice, but really really cool from Hummel and I suppose if you're gonna you know ideas around like if you're gonna 
boycott something how do you how do you how do you do it um which is yeah it's an interesting interesting idea um and i suppose that's probably as close as you'd expect it um expect it to be um sorry denmark i've just realized i we're in group d i've jumped ahead <laughs> from group c i think that the teams that go through oh god i've just done that i've absolutely messed this up but i'm just going to carry on recording group b should have been wales and then it's between england and usa i'm not sure about the iran ones Wales go through top. Maybe I'll just do some bias. Okay, England through second because of the away kit, but they have to wear it against Senegal for that to that to matter. Group C, Mexico and Argentina, I think go through. Saudi Arabia just miss out uh, in in third. Poland fourth, but yeah, Adidas taking Nike. Right, Group D, Hummel, Denmark kits, Hummel. Uh, yeah, the red, white. I think they and they did they release the black one. I don't know whether they did, but it was cool anyway. Um, they're definitely going through Denmark. I think those are really really nice. Good to see Kappa in with Tunisia. Um, the kind of sewn into your skin type kits um, make it obvious when your shirt's being pulled. Uh, not sure about the Australia away kit. Didn't think. That was great. It's just so so similar to some of the uh, like warm up tops that Nike template. Just a bit bit tired. The, uh, the home kit's all right. I think the thing with that is that like Luce has got an Australia shirt from a couple of years ago. The one from a couple of years ago is just so much nicer. There's so much more going on that doesn't really seem like I can reward them for for going through. Um, just because it could it could have been nicer. Um, the France shirts, however, I think are really, really good. This is something that I'm actually quite passionate about. If you win a tournament, I think you should have gold in your kit for the next one. And I don't really mind how it gets there. Like with this France one, they've obviously got the gold with the Nike tick and the badge and the numbers. <clears throat> if it was just with the numbers, I think that would be fine. If it was just with the Nike tick, I think that would be fine. But I think it's really, really nice. I also saw, watch them play Denmark. They had the blue shirt, blue shirts, white shorts, red socks. I have all colours of the flag in there, which I thought was really cool. So Denmark and France going through for me. Nike can have a you can have a well done for that. Now Group E, it feels a bit sad to think that we're not going to see these Germany kits again because it's a really, really, really nice combination. And on the Germany kit, as much as any, probably because it's a central badge, central Adidas logo, it it looks really, really good not having the lettering on there it's kind of bronzy copper uh yeah germany going through and in my opinion they're going through with japan now these they've got three kits the pink and green one i don't know if they'll wear that but now that they got through the tournament we'll hopefully see um the away shirt as well near nice bit of detailing on the sleeves that japan home shirt is is so 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 good that's like when i say you could wear it out that's the that's the sort of stuff i think we're i think we're after the spain kit i just don't know whether they should be wearing red shorts just felt a bit off 
felt a bit off to me. So Germany and Japan are going through pretty straightforward there. Um, from Group F, we've got Morocco, we've got Croatia, Belgium, and Canada. Um, like the Croatia one, the home shirt, I think, so, so good. The uh, the home one in particular, when they've got that really, like, recognisable, definitive pattern, you can vary it slightly and you get a whole new look at a shirt. I really, really like the home one. Um, so they can go through. It's tough after that. Like I said, the Puma templates, not amazing. Didn't don't really feel like I'm getting too much from Morocco. The Belgium shirt is fine. Again, I think there should be there should be more yellow in there. It's like a tiny little bit on the sleeves when it could have a more prominent role. Um, but even that is is better in my opinion than the than the Nike Canada ones. I just don't. I'm not getting anything from that. It just looks like a a warm up training top or something you might find in the Nike outlets. I think Croatia and Belgium go through from there, um, and that, I think that's ultimately fine. Ultimately fine. Um, right then, Group G. The uh, the thing with Brazil kits is that I think they're so they're so iconic that whatever you do is gonna be good. Like I just don't know how how bad a shirt can look with that yellow green and, and like bits of blue trimming. Um, yeah, I, I I really like them. The kind of leopardy print on the away, I'm, I'm I think I'm less keen on, but the the home shirt is is fantastic. So Brazil are going through. Now the Cameroon kit, I watched them the other night against uh, was it against Brazil? I think it was against Brazil. Um, and I thought it looked a lot better on during the game than it than it does just in a in a picture. Um, I quite like that they've like mirrored the home and the away kits. Um, not sure that they're they're quite good enough to uh, to get through like Brazil top. Mm, maybe they do get through the Switzerland one. Is just not there's not a lot there. Right, let's take Cameroon through with with Brazil. Then on to Group H. Now the Portugal shirt here. This is like when I say you want to try and get the stuff from the flag into the shirt, like perfect from the home shirt to have the two colours on, I like the diagonal, that's really nice. On the away shirt they've literally got the flag on there, I think those two are, are really really nice. Um, the other team going through with Portugal is South Korea. I I quite like it, I don't know whether it's just because Son plays for them and therefore I want them to do well and, and go through, but the home shirt's really really good. The away shirt is, it looks like a training shirt, and that's that's like a real compliment because normally these these kits from Nike don't look nearly as out there as the as the training kits. Um, so Portugal through, and and South Korea through. Right, made it through the group, so we're into the last sixteen for kits. Netherlands, England. We then have I. 
This is this is a tricky one. They're kind of the two weaker sides in terms of kits. Netherlands home kit's good. England away kit's good. Haven't even seen the seen the England away kit yet. I'm gonna say Netherlands get through that. Uh, Mexico v France. I think Mexico take that pretty comfortably. Japan Belgium. Japan win there. Brazil v Korea. I think Brazil just based on how iconic that. That home shirt is they go through there. Wales beat Senegal based on the strength of those kits. Denmark the Argentina. I feel like Denmark have to go through. Uh, Croatia, Germany. Germany win that. And then Portugal beat Cameroon. Which sets up Netherlands and Mexico. Mexico take it there. Japan v Brazil. Ooh. I really like the Brazil home shirt, but I think Japan have to have to come out on top. Wales v Denmark. These might that might be the strongest, the strongest uh, last sixteen game. Hmm. Uh, last eight games. Sorry, quarter final. Mm, I reckon that is Wales. Sorry, Denmark. And then Portugal, Germany. Portugal, I think the best of the of the night kits. So yeah, cool. so in the semi-finals we've got three Adidas and we've got one Nike. Mexico, Japan is very tough. I think we're looking at a Japan-Portugal final for me. So a real Adidas v Nike and I think the Japan kits are the best at this World Cup. Portugal by far the strongest night kits that flag element really really comes through but yeah the japan the japan kits are, are on another level so there we go best kits of the tournament were from japan after this little interlude i'm going to talk through how i think england are going to win the game against senegal Possible. I've, I've wavered on it already. I think it's possible that England play back three tonight, um, and I think that for two reasons. One, Carl Walker played in the last group game. I imagine a bit of that was to get him ready for the knockout rounds, uh, and also because the Netherlands had quite a lot of success against Senegal say in playing success. a back three. I mean, so XG one point three one Netherlands, zero point seven six Senegal. I rewatched the. Uh, extended highlights of that game the uh, chances that Netherlands created aren't all reflected in that because you only get XG for shots that you actually take they had a couple of really good moments where they just couldn't quite get their shots off but I think England have attacking players who are good enough and I, like, seem to be uh, I guess confident enough to, to get their shots off um, when they're in like inside the area there's a couple where the Netherlands get the ball pretty close to the goal but just don't uh, just aren't able to turn it into a 
proper chance. I think that England could do that. So I said before the first group game that if it was a back four, um, that it would be uh, that like it would be basically Shaw, uh, Maguire, Stones, Trippier, Rice, Bellingham, Mount, um, Saka, Sterling, Kane. I think the one who doesn't play from well, the two that don't play from that tonight are Mount and Sterling and I think instead it will be so Pickford Shaw Maguire left to right Stones uh, Walker Trippier Rice Bellingham Rashford Saka Kane I reckon that's the team and I think that is it based on like Rashford scored a couple of great goals um, and and looks pretty good. I think like Saka, like had his like he did really well in the first one, and then like no one for England really stood out in the second one. And then um, it's not really weakening the team, isn't it? Is it bringing bringing Foden in for for Saka for the final group game to give Foden a chance to play? Um, so I reckon I reckon that's the team. Um, I think Rice is so good at stopping counter attacks that he can be like he can not do it on his own but he can he can have a as bigger effect on those sorts of moments um as any central midfielder in the tournament i think bellingham like is 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 just the best that england have at doing a bit of everything um, so I, I imagine we'll we'll see him do that, um, and Saka's decision making is so brilliant that he like he can basically be the extra midfielder at times when England need him to do that. Kane can come in and do that, and the runners can go behind him. Like the way that Netherlands created quite a few of their chances was they had their like even Van Dijk would as the middle of the back three would like step out past the halfway line and play like kind of probing passes into midfield, even if they didn't turn, even if the player receiving it didn't turn, it would just like come back out and then they would look to play wide and that would open up passes for the the right centre back. For them it was delict. I think we could see quite a bit of Carl Walker playing playing from wide on the right playing passes inside into midfield and Trippier being higher able to get forward and support attacks and then we might on the other side see basically Shaw try and stay out of the way of passes into Rashford and either support outside him or come inside then Rashford will go wide to try and get on the ball um, I don't know whether Kane has been fully fit since 2015-16 to be honest but I think he's due a He's obviously due a goal, but I think he's due like a, a sort. I know he's had assists and he is involved in everything that goes on, but I think he's due a game where he's the best player on the pitch, and I think we might get that this evening. Um, in terms of Senegal, I'm like, I feel like England can can deal with everything that that they might face. Um, I know Sars a. He's a threat. He's a good player, but I think if he plays 
on the left, like Carl Walker is just, he's just like a ready-made defender for stopping like direct quick wingers. Um, I don't, I don't imagine that like between Stones and Maguire, probably the majority of that, that, um, the job of dealing with Dia will, will fall on them. I, I, I feel like they'll be able to do that. I think Bellingham and Rice can get hold of the game against Coyote if he plays and Mendy. Um, and yeah, I just feel pretty confident. I feel pretty confident. But we'll see. Didn't manage to watch any of the games yesterday, really, because I, I was out. But uh, I feel good about England's chances. None of these, none of the teams are perfect, and that's what makes it so good. I think it's the first time since 1994 that no team won all three group games. That's a really good thing, um, and we're looking at we're looking at a pretty open tournament, which is which is really nice and exciting. Um, so yeah, that's what I that's what I reckon. Back three: Saka, Rashford, uh, Kane, Trippier, Shaw, Rice, Bellingham. Maguire, Stones, Walker, Pickford. Uh, enjoy the game, and I will catch up with you next week. Bye.